takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today to talk a little Islanders hockey. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to get to on today's show. Another injury, two more players added to the COVID list, and the Islanders lose A painful one on Sunday to the Vegas Golden Knights. They fall in a shootout, get a point, but they keep giving away points they can't afford to lose. We'll break down all of that and more on today's show. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. Always great to interact with fans at any time, but especially during games. So do feel free to comment at me and, and, and just get in touch during the next Islander game. Tough tough weekend for the New York Islanders, and it it even started before Sunday's game against the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Islanders finding out Kyle Palmieri had suffered a lower body injury. He is now day-to-day, but, you know, the important thing for the Islanders was to get Palmieri going. He has not been playing well, No secret there. He's certainly not producing anything offensively. And yet, they need him to start to get going. And now he is out with the lower body injury. And we do not know exactly when he'll come back. Then, just before the game on Sunday, the Islanders find out that both Robin Sallow and Matt Martin are now added to the COVID protocol list. So, uh... Two more players now out because of COVID. Obviously, Matthew Barzal still on the COVID list. And that just makes it that much tougher for the Islanders. No longer fielding a full team that is healthy and ready to go. And that is certainly a problem. But look, there were some milestones in this game that I definitely do want to talk about before we get started Uh, with the key takeaways. One of them, Cal Clutterbuck playing in his 900th career NHL game. And that's a milestone worth noting. And 
look, for a guy like Clutter, who is a fourth-line player, who, you know, isn't going to score a lot of goals, isn't going to accumulate a lot of points, who plays a physical style of hockey, that's a lot of grind and wear and tear on your body. Let's just say this. No doubt about it, Cal Clutterbuck has earned his paycheck in each of those 900 NHL games. And, you know, for a first or second line player, for a guy who is playing 20, 25 minutes a night, who is a star, you know, them getting to a thousand games is more of a question of staying healthy. But for a guy like Clutterbuck, who is constantly being physical, who is killing penalties, who's doing the grunt work, so to speak. That 900 games is indeed a noteworthy milestone. And then the bigger milestone, obviously. Uh, Before Sunday's game, uh, Andy Green playing in his 1,000th NHL game, and the Islanders did a nice job of uh, recognizing him and giving him some... Uh, gifts and the silver stick and, a, and an art print of his career and it just some nice gestures as many of his teammates came, gave him these gifts and and it was just a, a good overall feeling. And, you know, some people were wondering why they didn't do it against the Devils in the last game based on the fact that Green had played so many games for New Jersey before becoming a member of the New York Islanders, served as captain of the Devils during his tenure there. And the reason was that Green wanted his family to be able to come, his wife, his kids, and they were able to make it for this game. So that's why they recognized him before Sunday's contest against the Vegas Golden Knights. And that that all makes sense. And it was a nice ceremony. The Islanders, as usual, handling these ceremonies in a tasteful way, only delayed the start of the game by a few minutes, and at the end of the day, didn't make that much of a of an impact. But again, for a guy like Green, who is not, you know, a guy who makes all-star teams regularly, but who is tough, tenacious, smart with the puck, positionally sound, plays good defense, but doesn't accumulate a lot of points. It says something about a player like that when they get the longevity to play 1,000 games in the National Hockey League. So congratulations to Cal Clutterbuck. Congratulations to Andy Green. Big milestone, 1,000 games. And look, that is not an easy thing to do uh, over the course of your NHL career. There are just not a lot of players who are good enough to get to that 1,000-game milestone. So it was good to see, and congratulations to Green and to Clutter. One other piece of news before we get to our key takeaways. Thursday's game, um, excuse me, Monday's scheduled game against the Montreal Canadiens canceled, or excuse me, postponed by the National Hockey League because of covid The reason being that all games between teams based in the United States and teams based in Canada are being postponed until after the holiday break, mostly because of the Omicron variant and the spread of COVID now with the cold weather. And so border crossings no longer so simple. And this game has been postponed. It does give the Islanders a chance to get a little bit healthier, so there are some benefits there. Although, 
Certainly, I think fans wanted to get back onto the ice, uh, see their team get back onto the ice right away after losing such a frustrating game against the Vegas Golden Knights on Sunday. And, and again, we will have our key takeaways from that game coming up. So no information yet as to when this game will be rescheduled, but Monday's game at UBS Arena, uh, originally supposed to face the Montreal Canadiens. That game has been postponed, and we will uh, let you know via Twitter and on the show as soon as we know what the makeup date for that game is going to be. We have got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We'll have our key takeaways from Sunday's shootout loss to the Vegas Golden Knights, a game the Islanders really should have won. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the holiday season, so grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You can get the best of both worlds. It's both delicious and healthy, and there's so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie? Cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Are you friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw in a few Built Bars into those stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Just dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it, but be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They are light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate, taste so good you won't believe they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com right now, use the promo code LOCK15, one word, and get 15% off your order. That's LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the Islanders fall in the shootout to the Vegas Golden Knights, the official score in this one, 4-3. to three. And look, some positives to take away from this game, but here is the biggest negative. Islanders are down 2-1, to one. 5 minutes, 41 seconds left in the game. Kiefer Bellows with a big goal, ties it at 2. Two, three and a half minutes later, J.G. Pajot puts the Islanders ahead. There's 2 minutes and 20 seconds left in regulation. This has been a tight game, a tough game. The Islanders didn't have a lot of scoring chances, but they were still in the game. Ilya Sorokin had played well. And you're up 3-2 to two with 2 minutes and 20 seconds left in regulation time. Good teams, good teams finish those kind of games off. But the Islanders could not do it. With less than 48 seconds left on the clock, Shea Theodore beats Ilya Sorokin, ties the game. It goes to overtime. 
Neither team can score in the three-on-three, and then we go to the shootout. Let me tell you something. First of all, the Islanders, they're not very good in shootouts. And part of that, obviously, you're missing Matt Barzal. You would think that he would be one of the better players on the shootout. Oliver Wallstrom didn't look confident in his try. He he made one too many fakes and kind of faked himself out, wasn't able to raise the puck over the pads uh, of Robin Lehner. Anthony Bevilier made a beautiful move and then hit the post. But the Islanders, look, they don't have the snipers that a lot of other winning NHL teams have. And unfortunately, uh, they are not very good for that reason, I think, in shootouts. There is no a shootout specialist on this team like Franz Nielsen used to be for the Islanders, where you know you knew Nielsen could go in, do that patented backhand move, and he'd score 75% of the time on his shootout attempts. They don't have a go-to guy right now for shootouts, and it's hurting this team. One other thing, uh, takeaway from this game, the relationship between Vegas Golden Knights goalie Robin Lehner and Islander fans continues to be a, a, a great one. And Lehner uh, recognized before the game on the video board there, and first of all, he shaved off his facial hair, his beard, before the game, uh, posted on social media that, yeah, hey, uh, it's it's we're in Lou's house, it's Lou's rules, so he, he removed his facial hair. And when the video board tribute was given to Robin Lehner, uh, a beautiful moment where he pointed to the tattoo he has behind his ear, a map of Long Island, because Lehner so appreciates how Islander fans responded to him when he was dealing with his mental health issues, how they embraced him, even though he had just joined the team, took him in as one of their own, and really... uh, made him feel secure and, and, and appreciated. And, you know, he basically said he will always have a special place in his heart for the Islanders organization and in particular for Islanders fans for all the, uh, all the appreciation and affection and support that they gave to him during his one season on the island that really helped resurrect his career. So that was a touching moment. No question about it. Some good news coming out of this game. Obviously, in the third period, the Islanders were down 2-1. to one. They got more scoring chances in the closing minutes of the game to take that 3-2 to two lead. Had more shots in that third period practically than they did in the first two periods combined. It was a good, you know, desperation offensive showing. And then the other aspect of it, the power play, uh, continuing to be effective and Brock Nelson scored the Islanders first goal of the game came midway through the first period on the power play and you know who gets the assists Oliver Wallstrom gets the secondary assist Noah Dobson the primary assist and Brock Nelson the first Islander to double digits with 10 goals after that one I have to tell you those three players have provided the Islanders with their most consistent offensive production in the last couple of weeks. So they need to get other players going besides just Nelson, Dobson, and Wallstrom. And I am encouraged to see 
at least, that Barry Trotz is starting to give Oliver Wallstrom a little bit more ice time in recent games. Not enough, but Wallstrom with 15.05 on, on the ice. And, you know, that's sort of third line levels, but it, it worked. And he's getting the time on the power play. I, he had two assists in this game. Continues to play well. They've got to give Oliver Wallstrom more ice time than what they have been giving him. And, and, and Wallstrom, again, three shots on goal. J.G. Pajot had four. Besides that, no other Islander uh, had more than uh, Oliver Wallstrom did, and that is a very important sign. The Islanders were also physical, but here's the problem, okay? You got that 3-2 to two lead, two minutes and change left in regulation time. If the Islanders are going to get back into this playoff race, in the Metropolitan Division and in the Eastern Conference, they cannot afford to give away points like this one. They cannot afford to have a lead late, have two points sitting in their laps, have a chance to put back-to-back wins together, and then fall short and not come up with the two points. And unfortunately... This is what we're seeing from this team in recent weeks. And, you know, they they got most of their players back from COVID. That was a big help. They stopped the bleeding of the 11-game winless streak. But since then, it's kind of been one good game, one one game they play well, one game slips through their fingers. And now they are 8, 12, and 6 on the season. But you look at the point they lost in this game that they really, truly needed. Uh, The Nashville game, where it was tied and they give up the game-winning goal with 11.5 seconds left. They could have had at least one point, if not two points, in that game. Those points start to add up. You know, you lose a point or two there, you lose a point or two here. Let's just say they had two more points. Guess what? If the Islanders had two more points, they would be one point behind the Devils for seventh place with three games in hand. And, you know, that starts to add up. Then you got to catch Columbus and Philadelphia. It's, it's, It's an uphill climb. The Islanders can do it, but you can't do it unless you start to string wins together, not going, you know, 1-1-3 one, one, and three, or 1-2-2 one, two, and two in, in a five-game stretch. You, you've got to go 3-1-1. One, and one. You've got to string points together, wins together. They haven't been able to do that. And, you know, that's a matter of consistency. That's a matter of, of playing the kind of hockey that this team is very capable of playing, but they just haven't been able to get the job done just yet. Hopefully, Hopefully, they will be able to do that. Now, with Monday's game, tonight's game against Montreal postponed, the next game for the Islanders will be Thursday, a home game, a division matchup against the high-flying Washington Capitals, a 7.30 start at UBS Arena. We will, of course, have a full preview of that game. But, uh, you know, a little break, maybe get some of the guys healthy again. 
and uh, come back and, and, and start with a one-game win streak if you can. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a few more closing thoughts about Sunday's devastating loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. That's LOCKEDON. One word for 50% welcome bonus just because you listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so go to Bet Online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, we are a day late. Sunday was the 52nd birthday of a player who was only briefly an Islander. Happy 52nd birthday to former Islanders winger Scott Pearson, the native of Cornwall, Ontario, the sixth overall pick in the first round by the Toronto Maple Leafs back in 1988, made his debut in 88-89 for the Leafs, and then went on to play for the Quebec Nordique, the Edmonton Oilers, the Buffalo Sabres, back to Toronto, and then joined the Islanders for part of the 1999-2000 season, and he only played two games with the Islanders, had one assist in those two games, and those were his final two NHL games, Finished the uh, 1999-2000 season in the IHL, then went on to play in Germany for one year, and played one game in the East Coast Hockey League in 2006-2007. Pearson played in 292 career NHL games, 56 goals, 98 points, 615 penalty minutes, add 10 playoff games, 2 goals, 14 penalty minutes in those Pearson, a big guy, relatively, 6-1-205. And we're going to go back and look at his better game with the Islanders out of the two he played. It's December 19, 1999 at the Nassau Coliseum. The New Jersey Devils, the visiting team. That means Martin Brodeur was in goal for New Jersey, while Roberto Luongo was the goalie for the Islanders to uh, Hall of Famers probably in that one, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. John Madden of New Jersey was off for cross-checking, and Brad Isbister got the Islanders with a one nothing lead. His 10th goal, Nicholas Anderson and Jamie Heward with the assist, three minutes exactly into the game. Only goal of the first period, one to nothing Isles. In the second period, Tim Connolly doubles the Islanders' lead. His fifth, Jamie Rivers and Dallas Eakins with the assist, but... New Jersey comes back in this one with Jamie Heward off for interference. Claude Lemieux, his 10th on the power play from Bobby Holik at 8.31. And then uh, a minute 32 later, Claude Lemieux, his 11th from Scott Gomez and Jason Arnott. 
And just like that, that 2-0 Islanders lead evaporated. But the Islanders do take the lead again late in the second period. Gino Ojik, his third from Ole Jokinen at 16:44. After two periods, Islanders up by a goal, 3-2. Ole Jokinen adds to the Islanders' lead early in the third period, his second of the year. Nicholas Anderson and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Scott Pearson with the assist. Pearson's only point as an Islander and the final point of his NHL career. Nicholas Anderson gives the Islanders a, a, an extended lead. His second is Bister and Tim Conley with the assist. That made it 5-2 to two Islanders at 5-51. Then the Devils were shorthanded. Jason Arnott off for hooking, and John Madden scores a shorthanded goal. His sixth from Ken Danico at 10-59, but the Devils would get no closer. Islanders win this one. By a score of 5-3, to three, Luongo with 46 saves in this game as the Islanders were outshot 49-29, to 29, but Luongo stood on his head. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Scott Pearson, 15 minutes, 4 seconds of ice time. He had the assist. He was a plus 2, and he had 3 shots on goal. So again, Scott Pearson is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Sunday, he turned 52 and we wish him all the best. Islanders, I'll tell you, this this postponement of the Canadians game, a bit of a disappointment, but I think in the long run, it could help get this team healthier. It gives Palmieri time to heal. It gives Matthew Barzal a little more time to come back from the COVID protocols. I just have to hope that things like the World Junior Tournaments, which are coming up, and the Olympics, they may be in jeopardy because of the Omicron uh outbreak right now, the variant of COVID-19, and I, I I just hope that it doesn't come to that. We will certainly be back tomorrow with more coverage of your New York Islanders, and we'll have the latest on all the health updates and injury updates for all of the players, and we'll start to look ahead toward Thursday's game against the Capitals. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Please stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders!